Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design and Development. Today on the show, we have Chris Hughes. His company is called Xanit Ventures, and what they do is they create compelling content for startup and agency founders to help them tell their story. So Chris, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, happy to be here, Chad. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And so, Chris, we were just talking about a pivotal moment in your life and some struggles you've had to overcome. Would you share that story with the listeners? Absolutely. Came in late January of 2020. Was working in 2019 for a project management software company based here in Austin. It was pretty consistent work, but I kind of been pigeonholed into doing like one of one small part of my overall skill set and was frustrated with it. And found an opportunity with a, a financial services company to, in a pretty senior content role. And it was a, a substantial raise, took that in November of 19 and got in there and figured out pretty quickly that the place was just a mess. It was, a, to put it bluntly, a dumpster fire. And about 90 days in, it was let go. So concerning, it was a very, very much an inflection point because as a marketer in that world, you, you get let go a handful of times, but I was at that point where I, it made me really think, do I want to go down this path again? Like, do I want to get back out there and immediately start applying for jobs again? Or is it time to lean on myself and build something for myself? And it really caused me to do some deep reflection. It really started on the drive home <laughs> after getting fired. Like, what am I doing? Like, do I want to do this again? Like, this is a moment to really think about. Made the decision to find some contract work in the interim in 2020 and led me to build my business. And landed my first clients for my current business in fall of 20. So that inflection point was a big one and could have easily just let it roll off my shoulders and just stayed on the hamster wheel, but I realized that it was time for a change. Are you glad you made that jump to entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm unemployable now. So, and I'm, I wear that as a badge of honor. So, Yeah, why do you say you're unemployable? I also feel that way, but I want to hear <laughs> your take on it. I just couldn't work in that structure again. There was a lot about the corporate world that just didn't fit. I grew up in a household of, of entrepreneurial parents. They both essentially were their own boss. So I think the seed was always planted. I just wasn't sure quite how to get there until it revealed itself. And now that I've built the business around my life and how I like to live, I don't see going back. So what does that look like, building it around your life? Yeah, I'm 46, no kids. And my wife works with me, so we have our own our own business. We love to travel, and we're very intentional about building it, the business in a way where it's fully transportable, not location dependent. So we can work from anywhere. We spent a week in Taos, New Mexico, and northern New Mexico in the mountains a few weeks back, and worked from there. We're going to be. I'm going to see a friend in Pennsylvania in June. She's going to California. We're going to Colorado later in the summer, and we work in all these different places. And it's so we have that freedom and that flexibility in our work and we're not tied to location or time and man to me the time freedom's everything i may never make what i made in the corporate world i may i may not but the time freedom and the location freedom and the ability to really build that life in the way you want it i think is invaluable and that's that's why we've been very conscious about how we built the business you've built a business to support your lifestyle and right. even if you don't make as much it's it's that freedom of you get to live how you want. Right. And yeah, work with who you want. And <laughs> I think it's yeah, the hard part. So how do you pick the proper clients? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Been at it now for long enough after a couple of years to recognize who will be a good fit and, and potentially the red flags that suggest that somebody may not. Collaboration is extremely important because of the nature of the work that we do. It is content, it is marketing, it's about storytelling. So that collaborative aspect is essential. And if somebody comes in and it can kind of feel like they're going to want us to execute without playing their role in the collaboration, it's a red flag. We'll back away from that. If I feel like somebody has a collaborative personality and they understand that mechanism and how that's going to work, then that typically signals that they'll be, that they'll be a good fit. So I'm always looking, does this person have a collaborative mindset? Do they have a collaborative personality? Or are they wanting to like just fully turn this over to us and let us do it without any kind of input? It's a little, it's a little nervy <laughs> because it leads to a lot of other knock-on effects that are that challenge the relationship. How many clients do you like taking on at any given time? Oh man, we're at five right now and pretty well capped. I think we could take a sixth and maybe a seventh, but it would really start to push the limits. We built this to not replace our jobs. So I think five is a sweet spot, maybe six. Yeah, it's it's the perfect lifestyle business. And yeah. yet I, I don't I don't need the extra dollars. I need to have that time to go to the mountains. Right. And pick and choose. Like, I mean, if there's a client that we need to fire, we can fire them. And because we can pick up somebody else that makes more sense, or we can leave time for ourselves to work on side hustles that supplement our income. So it's not always about the income that's just coming from working with clients. It's a mixture, you know. So what's some creative marketing you brought to a client that you guys had some success with? Yeah, we're currently working with a creative operations agency in New York City that works with BIPOC and multicultural creators primarily that are in the kind of cultural change world, the social change world. So they're working on the big issues, climate change, racial injustice, wealth inequality, and things like that. So it's been fascinating to work with this founder. He's a younger guy. He's like 24. We're a little bit older, but meeting the equal ground there. And really coming up with unique ways to establish his voice and for him to tell a story through different mediums, through video, through live streaming, through social media, through traditional kind of written text and, and traditional blog posts and thought leadership and stuff like that. It's been fascinating to work with him. And our hope really is that that relationship kind of springs into that world where we can continue to do that work because it really closely aligns with our values as people. Yeah, it's, it's great that you have a client that might spring you into 10 more clients. Yeah, always, always the hope. And we so, very much we very much make it clear that we provide referral kickbacks too. So our goal is to make every client a referral source. If we're doing a good job for them, we would like, we would hope that they would spread the word and we want to incentivize them for that as well. Yeah, it's always good to have that word of mouth business. It's the strongest form of, of compliment. The cheapest and the best form of marketing, for sure. So what would your advice be to new entrepreneurs or, or young entrepreneurs wanting to get started? For sure. Consider community and offline community is equally important to online community. I've said in the past in content that social media is free, so we're the product, right? Everything that LinkedIn does, that Facebook does, that TikTok does, feels good because it's free and you feel like you're, you're getting a lot out of it, but ultimately you're the product as an individual. And they're thinking about how they can build their business with you being the product. So chances are products change, products shift. Any of these platforms, as we know, could go away at a drop of a hat. With AI coming on the way it is, there could be a whole new landscape of social media that we can't even predict. So I think it's very important to people 
to think about how they can take the online offline. Have conversations with your LinkedIn connections. Go meet people for coffee, have Zoom calls. Don't just lean on building that following and trying to become an influencer with 20, 30,000 followers. Get to know those people as individuals. Build email lists, market to email lists because you own those, those are yours. At any moment, you could lose everything you have on social. And I think something to always keep in mind is if that was to happen, where would you be? And if you're not in a good place, you need to fix it. I think also to know that pivots will happen. I mean, they're not a possibility. They're an absolute. Like whatever you start your business as will not be where it'll be two years later. So just get comfortable with that and be prepared to pivot and do so gracefully and be ready to manage the emotions that are tied to that and the risks that's tied to it, but know you'll come out okay on the other side. Yeah, those are some great tips. Making sure you're not relying too much on these social channels, building those real relationships and being ready to pivot at any time, which is part of yeah. that. That's part of having the emails, having everything developed. <laughs> yeah. Right. You could get kicked off. We've all had this happen. Yeah. So Chris, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you or your company, how would they do so? Yeah. So the website is Zanate Ventures. So it's Z-A-N-A-T-E ventures.com. And that's to give you a good outline of our business. So what we do, the name comes from these kind of black grackle birds that we have here in Austin that are real scrappy and kind of independent and resourceful and took inspiration from that. So it's a, it's a Spanish word for that bird. That's where it comes from. Our branding is around that. So check out the website, but also LinkedIn. That's my primary social home. Create most of my content there, post every day and interact with my community there on LinkedIn. So those be the two best places. Well, thank you, Chris, for being on the show and make sure that you ping Chris and reach out to him if you need some help with storytelling because he's the man. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki from Cosmic Design and Development. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.